0: Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to Monday's edition of Inside Arsenal. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend, wherever you're watching this or listening to this around the world. Could be a big week this week. Certainly gets that feel that things have been sort of bubbling up at Arsenal um, to sort of have a a pretty big week in terms of moving the squad forward. And we know that Declan Rice is bubbling away. We know that Duran Timber is bubbling away. Arsenal players returning for pre-season training as well. We'll talk about that, uh, and that could well lead to potentially a couple of contracts announcements coming through as well. So, could be a big few days for Arsenal. We shall wait and see, but plenty to talk about, plenty to keep us entertained anyway. And uh, yeah, and also wherever you're watching this, about watching this or listening to this around the world, Happy Soul Campbell Day. We talked yesterday's video about. Um, the sort of craziness of the transfer window and where it all came from and I was talking about how social media kind of created the monster that is the transfer window in the sky as well and all things like that how they drummed it up and spoke a little bit about before that was all a, a, a thing you know where we all used to get our football uh, rumours and speculation from it was just like the newspapers or the Phone in Team Talk and paying about £1 a minute to get the rumours from them. We had teletext as well, of course. That's where I found out Arsenal signed Dennis Bergkamp was on teletext. And um, today it's 22 years since Sol Campbell signed for Arsenal. So happy Sol Campbell Day. And look, there's my tweet that I put out this morning. And there is the email that I received from my dad telling me that Sol Campbell is a guna. You'll see if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. If you're listening to it by podcast, you can't. But that is how I found out that Sol Campbell had signed for Arsenal 22 years ago today. I was sitting in the internet cafe in Hollywood, in LA, on my round the world trip, and uh, I woke up. I had an awful night's sleep. I remember dreadful. I was in a dorm room with about 10 people, and so many blokes were snoring in there. Honestly, I could not sleep, and it was a dreadful night's sleep. And I got up about five in the morning. Just went out and sat in the internet cafe just to get out of that room. Immediately opened up my emails and that was the first thing I saw from my dad and immediately perked up my day. 22 years, where has that time gone? Can you imagine if social media was around when Arsenal signed Sol Campbell and that was announced? What an unbelievable signing that was. And I've said many times that I really think that if Sol Campbell, uh, sorry, Declan Rice signs for Arsenal, that would be the biggest signing Arsenal have made since that amazing transfer when Arsenal managed to nab Sol Campbell from Spurs for free in just a glorious day for Arsenal fans around the world. Who knows? This could be the week that we see Declan Rice announced as an Arsenal player as well. I can't say when it's going to happen. I wish I could sit here right now and tell you it's going to happen today. I just don't know. Um, The clubs are, both clubs are trying to sort it out. They want to get it done. They want to get it moved on so that everyone can relax and West Ham can bring in other players. Their fans can know what's happening. Arsenal fans can know what's happening. Arsenal want Declan Rice through the door so that he can Enjoy the rest of his holiday, knowing when he comes back, he's going to be an Arsenal player. So we'll wait and see when that gets announced. Hopefully, hopefully, it will be this week. We'll have to wait and see. But Julian Timber, that is certainly one that is uh, moving along at pace. And I expect Julian Timber, um, I'd be surprised if he's not an Arsenal player by the end of this week. But, you know, that's no guarantees. I just would be surprised. I think it's moving forward. All the signs that I'm getting is that this is now very, very close to completion. And, um, you know, from the players' point of view, it's basically a done deal you know everything's agreed he just he's just waiting for the sign off from the clubs um for him to be able to travel over here and get it all done um he didn't go to Ajax training I saw yesterday he's obviously there at the moment he's getting himself fit but he wasn't part of the group training and they've returned to from for pre-season which says a lot um and that deal is very very close to being done as far as I'm aware and um during Timber will soon be announced as an Arsenal player but Again, there's no guarantees until it's done, until the contract's signed, until he's over him. It's a cliche, I know, in holding up that shirt with timber on the back. You can never say never in football, but all signs pointing to that one being done very, very soon. I spoke about it in a video a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, but I am planning a bit of a Jurian timber special for when this all sort of happens. Um, I'm trying to speak to someone, trying to set it up at the moment to speak to someone who knows Jurian timber very, very well. Um, and so if you've got any questions about Timber, about the deal, about what he's been like at Ajax, about his character, maybe about what you think he's going to bring to Arsenal, what position you think he could play, you know, anything like that, fire him in, leave them in the comments in this video. If you're watching it on YouTube, I'll select a few of them and I'll put it to the guy who I'm speaking to about Timber for the Jurian Timber special and he will hopefully provide some really good insight into him as a player and potentially as a guy off the pitch as well. So please do do that. And I'll try and uh, if this if I can get this nailed down, then I'm hoping it'll be a really good interview. And uh, we should learn a lot about the player from a guy who, um, yeah, should be able to give us a lot of really good insights. So please do leave your comments, questions, whatever, in the comments below on this YouTube video. And um, yeah, be a part of that special, which I have coming up. Okay, right. Let's move on then quickly. There's lots of talk about this man at the moment. Romeo Lavia, um, obviously being linked with Arsenal a lot during this window. Um, it's not one that I've ever been totally confident on in terms of reporting myself because I just haven't had it confirmed to me by anyone that I've spoken to. But obviously, it has been reported elsewhere that Arsenal are very in for Lavia, so um. You know, and I'm not certainly not denying those reports. It's just I haven't been able to firm it up myself. So it's not one I've ever really been confident enough to talk about myself because I'll only, you know, talk about transfers. that I know that I've had confirmed to me that it's, it's you know, it's something that's potentially on the cards. But he's a very good player. I really like him. I remember that 3-3 in the last season. I thought he was fantastic in the first half against Arsenal in that game. He really, really caught the eye and impressed me. Um, but Liverpool, it looks like I'm moving forward and pushing pretty hard for Lavia now. Um, and I've had lots of questions, why aren't Arsenal trying to get this done? Why are they waiting? Why are they waiting? But I think it's hard. I think at the moment when you've got Party and Xhaka still there and we still don't know exactly what's happening with those two. As I said yesterday, I'm still fully expecting Granit Xhaka to go. I think that will be done, you know, once Rice is confirmed and through the door, I think Xhaka transfer will be sanctioned. It's all been agreed a long, long time ago. I think it will just be sanctioned when I say agreed. I mean, between the player and everything like that. Um and I think that will go through once Rice comes on board. But I think until you know exactly what's happening with Thomas Partey especially, I don't think you can push the boat out if you are going to try and sign Lavia. And again, I can't say for certain that they are because I haven't had it confirmed for me. But if they are going to really move for him, I think Party's future needs to be resolved one way or the other before you do that. Um, and that might lead to other clubs you know, coming in. And like I said, Liverpool very, very in for Lavia by all accounts at the moment. And it might well be that they end up getting this done. And Arsenal should they have wanted to just been unable to get it done because of um thomas party so i think that's the thing with transfer windows and potential targets a lot of things have to fall into place when it comes to building the right squad because the last thing you want to do and the last thing michael arteta and eddie want to do is end up signing players and then not being able to play move players on who are in their position already in the squad and then suddenly you're left with at least one player you know down the pecking order still at the club, unable to move them on. And that leads to an unhappy player and an unhappy mood at the training ground. And Arsenal have worked so hard to sort of take that mood away and lift that atmosphere away from the training ground when you've got unhappy players. You look at the the carnage it caused at Chelsea last season, for example, just players who knew they weren't going to play, who were still around. You know, it just leads to a real bad mood and morale in the camp. And that's the last thing Arsenal won. So I think for those who are really desperate for Arsenal to make a move for Lavia and looking at Liverpool potentially, muscling in and getting that deal over the line before Arsenal have even been able to I think you've got to sort of take a step back and think you know what until the midfield who are already at the club and their futures are resolved I think it's really hard for Arsenal to push the boat out if Lavier is you know really a proper genuine target which again I haven't been able to confirm myself but that's not saying that it's not the case Imagine Arsenal moving back for pre-season this week. It's always a big week, I think. It makes the season feel really, really close um, to happening. Obviously, the non-internationals are coming back this week. The players who have been involved with their national teams over the summer, they're getting a little bit of extra time off. They won't be back for another couple of weeks. But um, players like Ben White, for example, who didn't go away with England, he's all going to come back this week for uh, to London Colney other players as well i think people like gabrielle and those sort of players rob holding um and they'll go through their sort of physical tests they'll go through all the data tests to see you know how much body fat they put on over the summer how fit they are and, and all that sort of stuff i don't think we'll see them out working with the ball straight away certainly the first couple of days are probably going to be a lot of testing and science things players hate but <laughs> has to be done um to get all the data in the system and then we'll see them moving out and um sort of getting work with the Bulls. I mean, they fly out to Germany next week. The first pre-season friendly of the summer is next Friday. I mean, that's how quickly things are moving on now and how quickly, you know, when that starts happening, the season just flies around. So it's not going to be too long, but always an exciting day. I think Arsenal players returning for pre-season training. Um, so yeah, big, big day for Arsenal. One of you on in the comments and questions has uh, asked about this exact sort of piece. So here we go. Um, Javan Wonders, I think that is, says, Hi Charlie, it's just under two weeks until the game in Germany. When is the Arsenal squad returning back for preseason? Do you expect the players who are on international duty to be heading to Germany or will they just head to the US Tour after the rest come back for the Nuremberg game? Easy for me to say. Uh, Thank you very much for your question. As I've just answered, the non-internationals are back this week. I can't say for certain, I have to say if the international players will be involved in Germany. I don't think they will. I think they come back after the Germany game. I don't think they'll be back next week. I can't say for certain. I should have checked this out, sorry, before I, um, I uh, tried to answer this one. But I think they'll be back after the Germany game and then they'll go out to the US tour. They'll certainly be heading to the US tour. Uh, it just feels a little bit early for those players to come back next week um, and be ready to go to Germany. So unless they voluntarily want to do it and say they want to come back early and want to go to Germany, then, you know, Arsenal aren't going to say no. But if they want to have their full holiday, full time off to rest, you know, players like Bakayi Saka, I can't imagine after the amount of football he's played, I can't imagine he comes back and goes straight to Germany next week. I think, I think it'll be the following. They'll come back after the Nuremberg game and then they'll fly out to the US tour with the rest of the squad. Uh, here's one from Ashley. Says hello, Charles from the states. Do you think we will get another centre forward like figure over this window? Though I like Jesus, I think we still need another option. I like I like Eddie again. Um, consistency, maturity, I think will be key. Um, I'm not expecting it. No, that doesn't mean it won't happen. Obviously, but I think Arsenal are focusing on other areas in the transfer window. I think the, the signing of Kai Havertz as well gives them another potential option as a sort of centre forward striker type role. Um, so, no, I think if Arsenal, once they get these deals over the line for Timber and Declan Rice, I think the focus then is going to be on moving players out, which is something Arsenal need to do. They need to get a few players off the books. They need to get some money in, which is really, really important. Give them money they've spent on incomings. They need to recoup some of that and bring some of it back. And then once that's done, I think they might look at potentially adding another couple of faces or one face at least towards a little bit later on in the window. But if they do that, I'm not sure it'll be a centre-forward. I think I think obviously Jesus is going to be the main man again this season. Um, I think he's got a lot to give this season as well. Uh, hopefully he'll be fully fit and ready to go at the start of the season. I think obviously Eddie and Balogun, their futures need to sort in one way or the other. I think I Enketia think stays and I think Balogun goes. But like I said, with the addition of Havertz, I just think that's another centre-forward option that Mikel Arteta could potentially go for, even if the main reason for bringing in Havertz is to play in a more sort of deeper midfield role. Uh, here's one from Rake Shane, um, I think, says, Hi Charles, are you confident in our defence, especially in the centre-back role, potentially Timber coming in with Gabriel Saliba, Kivior and Timber? Do you feel we have the depth? I've not included Tommy, as I agree with you, that Tommy will be utilised in the full-back role. I do, I think that's quite a strong defensive unit, especially when you have the versatility that Arsenal have in the players they have there. So, if any of those players get injured, you, you've listed there in Saliba, or Timber, um, And obviously, Gabriel, you know, if one of those gets injured, you can play Tommy Asu at right back. You can move Ben White in to play at centre-back. Tommy Asu, of course, can play centre-back himself. So I think Arsenal have the options at centre-back now. I think they look pretty, pretty strong. There. Even Declan Rice, should he sign, could potentially be used as a centre-back if you so wish, because he's played there before. We know that. He played there when he first came through at West Ham. So I think defensively, The depth, As long as Timber deal goes through, as I expect it will, I think Arsenal have the depth that they need defensively uh, to be a pretty strong outfit next season. Uh, The Burden of Hope there says, is there any transfer business or rumours out there outside of Arsenal that have caught your eye, Charles, either shrewd or mad? Thanks for all the content lately. uh, It's been great seeing more of you, mate. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate those kind words. I mean, I think Liverpool have done some really good business I really like Sabozlai and I think that's a really good signing. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the Premier League. Hopefully, not against Arsenal, but I think he's a really good player who I've always really, really liked. And I think the signing of McAllister is brilliant. I, you know, I think McAllister's a fabulous player. Uh, I think he can bring so much to Liverpool, and it was a really, really good piece of business. I think getting those two players through the door for less than 100 million is really, really smart and good transfer business. So I think that's pretty. Um, shrewd for me. And I hate to say it, I think Tottenham signing James Madison is a good signing as well. I really like Madison. I think he'll do really well if Harry Kane stays. I think he'll provide Kane with some good creativity. I think that's something that Tottenham have lacked in their side is that real sort of creative presence, uh, almost like a number 10 type player. I'm not saying Madison is now an out out 10, but, you know, I think he's a really good player and I think he'll do really well for Tottenham, unfortunately. So I think that's, I think they're the three signings who I think straight away have really caught my eye and think they're they're pretty good pieces of transfer um, business for me. So I think they're the ones that that really stand out. Um, and here's one from from Lockon who says: Question for you, Charles, why is it that Arsenal's fees always include add-ons, whereas clubs like Liverpool's never do? I, th- I don't think that's right. I think they all tend to. Obviously, Liverpool's the two big deals Liverpool have made this summer. Sir Bosley and McAllister were both. Uh, they triggered the release clause in both of those so there weren't add-ons included that's just triggering the release clause like Arsenal did with Thomas Party so it's a straight 45 million pound fee but most of the other deals you will see they'll all include some sort of um, add-ons to make it more attractive to the other clubs to do it you know stagger some payments over a few years that sort of stuff it's it's just the way transfers are now so um, I think when you sort of if you're comparing it to the two big signings Liverpool have done this this summer, like I said, that's because there were release clauses. Other than that, pretty much all the transfers, I think anyway. Um, I can't think of many that wouldn't include some sort of add-ons to incentivize the deal for, for the selling club. All right, that's it for today's video podcast. Thank you very much for everyone getting involved. Like I said at the start of this, if you do have any questions on Timber, please do send them in. If you're watching this on YouTube, put it in the comments below. And um, should this... Uh, timber special that i've got planned come off and i get to speak to the guy who i'm hoping to speak to then i'll put those questions to him or some of them anyway and uh, we should be able to get some really good insight into the type of player that arsenal are fingers crossed potentially signing thank you for watching listening everyone really do appreciate your support as always have a very good monday enjoy your start to the week i'll be back tomorrow to discuss all things arsenal once again.